Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, April 22nd, 2019. What's going on? How are you? Right now, you're probably wondering, what is with his tone? He sounds happy. And I and you know what? You're like, oh, what? Did the Bruins win yesterday? What happened? I don't know. All right, because right now, I'm watching live. I'm watching the Bruins Toronto with 14.45 to go in the second period. Here come the Bruins streaking up the right side. Oh, sorry. I can't yell. My daughter's taking a nap. Um, I don't know what happened with this game. It was just like Toronto came out like fucking gangbusters. And I was like, well, this is finally their year. You know, they're just a better goddamn team. But you know what? The Bruins came back with a goal by Brad Marchand. Oh, no, who scored the first one? Tory Crew got the first one? And then Marchand got the one right off the faceoff after Berge won, Berge won, won yet another faceoff. So right now it's 2-1. to one. Um, Obviously, the next goal is huge. Um, I feel like whoever scores next is going to win this fucking game. That's what I think. That's my big, bold prediction. So I got the game on in the background. Um... This is like a fucking NBA game where it's like it's a game of runs. It's like all of a sudden now now fucking Toronto can't get the puck. I'll talk, you know, I'll never understand this game of hockey, you know. Um, anyways, I want to thank everybody that came out to the F is for Family um, panel that we did on uh, Say. Uh, it was really cool, man. I felt like the crowd was really uh, something happened after season three where I think we finally pushed through to not being underground as much where people are finally actually watching the show. And, uh, yeah, I felt really proud of sitting up there with Mike Price, Vince Vaughn, and Peter Billingsley. Huh? The fucking Mount Rushmore of the show. No, I'm kidding. It's, it, takes, it takes a city. But uh, we had a bunch of the voiceover actors showed up. Uh, Trevor Duvall was there. Phil Hendry. Debbie Derryberry was there. I imagine there was a couple others that, of course, I'm going to forget. Um, I think Mo Collins was there. Maybe Kevin Michael Richardson. Um, anywho, um, it was a, it was a great time, and uh, people said a bunch of nice things. And what I was loving, as much as they were saying, "Oh my God, the third season is your best season," I actually think season four is going to be even better. And I'm thinking sometime around season eleven or twelve, I think we might I think we might get nominated for something. <laughs> Ah, uh, what are you going to do? So anyway, I am sitting here on pins and needles, hoping my my Boston Bruins are going to push a uh, force a game seven. And if they don't, I'm rooting for the Leafs. And I've come to this new this new uh, place as a sports fan, where I just realized all those years I spent hating teams and hating great players, and then they go and they retire, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to miss this guy. This guy was great. Um, I know you root against them because they're on the other team, but uh, I don't know. It feels a lot better if you lose to a team to be, hey, you know what? Good good for you. Good luck to you. You know? And what the fuck? Is Boston supposed to win everything every year? I mean, how, how long can this run last? Um, no, I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into that mode. This is all me getting rid of my ridiculous fucking anger i'll still have it i'll still have it for my comedy act god knows i went up last night and oh jesus i went up down the improv here on melrose and i went up at the laugh factory down on long beach and whoo 
Oh, stinkeroo. The new joke's just not, just not working. I'm kind of coming out with this really fucking stupid one that I just ran by a bunch of jaded guys and they all told me it was funny. And then like, you know, women and like anybody who's like remotely happy as a man, they're just all staring at me like, come on, Bill. <laughs> Don't you think you're a little bit better than that? Um, all right. Well, I'm, you know, you saw that documentary free solo. That's what this podcast is like right now. Cause I don't have any advertising or any fucking emails because my stupid emails aren't loading. And then I went on the internet and God bless this guy in a second language. He was trying to tell me how to do it. He's like, oh, God, you're fine. I take your body, body. And I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying. And then he was on his phone and I slowed it down and, and enlarged the thing so I could see what the hell the guy was talking about. And, uh, I don't know every fucking time I, I Google shit. Every time I Google stuff, like whatever they're saying, it's like, okay, click on the Apple, go to system preferences and then click on uh fucking, uh, I don't know, software update or whatever they say. And their shit is just bam, bam, bam. And mine is always like, bam, bam, go fuck yourself. It's like, I don't have that. I mean, I don't know what I need. I got to have like automatic updates because I feel like everybody's always like two ver two episodes ahead of me. Whatever the hell it is you're supposed to say. Um, so I don't have any fucking emails. I asked Andrew to, to send them via text. He responded with sure. You know, sure is a very funny word. You know, it's one of those words that's like positive and it's also very passive aggressive. Would you mind doing that? Sure. Or, sure. A lot of ways. A lot of ways to read that. Um, the lovely Nia's in the background. Haven't been on the podcast in a while. How you you going to come on? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, in a little bit. Oh, yeah. You, you, you get over here. You grace us. Get it out of there. Here come the Bruins. Down the ice. A possible two-on-one, and we fuck it up. Score! How the fuck did he score on that? Sorry. All of a sudden we slow down. Oh my God. Can I just turn on the TV and listen to the fucking silence? What happened? I don't know who anybody is anymore. I got a kid. The whole thing fell apart and he just stopped. I think he just flat out beat him. Did he tip that in? Oh my God. Crazy. Softest hands in the NHL over to DeBrus. He tips it in and they score. Three to one. Absolute deafening silence. Up in Toronto. But even if we win this game, it doesn't mean shit because you have to understand as a Leaf fan, okay? Provided you didn't win today. All right? You know that even if you guys beat us, your team is going to torture you. It's not going to be easy. It was like the other day when you had his fucking beat and then you let up that late goal. So you still had to be like, fuck. Um, all the games are running together for me. I don't know. I just know you totally dominated us in our own building in game five. And I was just like, well, maybe this is finally the year. And uh, the first 10 minutes of this game, I was just like, they're just the better team. I feel like we're going six, uh, you know, five against six out there. Fucking Bruins. I love this team. I swear to God. I know the Celtics won four games in a row, which is fucking awesome. I got to get on that bandwagon. I just haven't. I just don't have the time. But um, 
I really, uh, I really am a hockey fan over basketball. Um, I just am. Oh, Jesus! And I stick to the fucking taint. That'll be a penalty, right? That'll be a penalty. Oh, Jesus! That's dangerous. Oh, you hate to see that. Good, he got his knees out of the way. Um. Anyway, plowing ahead here. Uh, so I'm getting ready to leave to go over to Iceland, middle part of this week. And, uh, hey, Nia, I want to talk to you about my packing. Huh? She's already given me shit. She doesn't get it, man. She's going to Iceland, but I'm I'm starting in Iceland. She's going to leave after that, and then I'm going on this. I don't even know where this fucking tour takes me. I know I end up in Israel, you know? Oh, do I get some opening jokes over there for them? Um. All right, wait a second. Let's see, BillBurr.com. Fucking funny is it? I don't even know where I'm going. Shows. I'm going to Copenhagen. Oh, I always had. I, every time I think of Copenhagen, I think of that cunty fucking taxi driver I had. All right, this is what I got. I'm in uh, Reykjavik, Reykjavik, Iceland, on the 29th. I'm in Copen Copenhagen on the 30th. Both of those shows are sold out. The second show in Copenhagen is sold out. Then I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. Fuck, I haven't been there in forever. Triumphant return, May 1st. And uh, that's sold out. Then I have two shows in Helsinki on May 2nd. The uh, first show sold out. The second one is not. Oslo, Norway, the Spectrum. Tickets still available. Then I'm in Amsterdam, Netherlands. Um, that's sold out. And then I have a day off, and I'm so fucking tempted to go to Spain and go to that MotoGP race. I just, I just not going to have that. That's the old me would have done that. And then I'll go here for five minutes, and then I'll go there for five minutes, or I could spend two days in Israel. You know? Oh my God. Do you know what the name of the place I'm playing in fucking Israel is? Nia. You know what the name of the place I'm playing in Israel is? How great is this? I'm playing the Shlomo Group Arena. <laughs> Not to be confused with the OEV Funny Bone. What's the matter? Isn't that like someone's name? Shlomo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why did you get all like that was like some anti-Semitic shit? I thought you were making fun of the name. I'm like, isn't it a Hebrew name? I, yeah, I said that's great. Oh, okay. What do I want to play? A cousin Vinny's fucking arena in Israel? Shlomo. Jesus. Way to take a fun traveling moment and turn it into a hashtag on Twitter. He sounded excited, but was he really anti-Semitic? When we return... Another white person in their 20s tries to destroy somebody else on fucking social media. I've been having so much fun fucking trashing all those cunts. Fucking young people out there just trying to ruin people's lives for their goddamn cause. They're fucking lunatics. Fucking lunatics. And like, as I've said, somebody takes their dick out at work. Obviously, you got to say something. But this fucking ticky-tack shit. And you're going to sit there, you know, and try to twist it around, like shit around like you're fucking Fox News or CNN. It makes somebody look like an asshole just because you don't like their political opinion. It's, it's, it's fucking beyond me. Um, anyways, I'll be at the Shlomo Group Arena. That is fucking awesome. Um, 
I should double up and go do one in Palestine. You know? A little surf and turf over there. Get both sides of the story, if you will. Um, oh, fuck, he's walking it in. Jesus! Clearing the zone. Will this be icing? Don't ask Dougie Hamilton. He don't know. Poor bastard. I like Dougie Hamilton, by the way. I don't know why I said that, but he fucking, I don't know what happened. He, it was the other night, I was watching the Caps game. It didn't matter because I got the shit kicked out of him, but he like pointed like he called icing and the ref didn't. And Ovechkin came in and took the puck, passed it to his buddy there, right there, Fred, bing, bang, boom. Um, by the way, I didn't know Calgary had the best record in the East. I mean, the West, that would have that would have been exciting, but then they fucking shit the bed just like Tampa. Pittsburgh is out. I mean, it's just, I mean it's, it is fucking wide open here. I got to tell you right now, if these Washington Capitals can get by the Hurricanes, Carolina, they got a really good shot. They got as good a shot as anybody to go out there and win the cup, and that would be a repeat for the first time since the fucking Detroit Red Wings. Is that right? First time since 97, 98? I think that would be the first. Or did the Penguins do it? Maybe the Penguins did it. I think they did it a few years ago. Um, this will be the all hot. Oh, Tuca just snagged it out of the fucking air. Um, yeah, come on on the podcast and talk about your packing versus my packing. Nia, yeah, at what point did you stop giving a fuck about the podcast? Or is it me? You used to always be like, I love going on the podcast. Then all of a sudden we have a kid and you get other priorities. Since when does our kid come before the podcast, Nia? I'm asking you. I love this commercial where this guy's in like a racing suit, like a fire retardant suit. And he's sitting there going, I love my job. And he's all excited because he's driving a fucking Honda Civic. Really? Does that get you fucking balls in an uproar there guys dressed like a race car driver and he's excited to drive a fucking sophomore and college chick car if you got money right okay and then after after israel the next show i have is uh the wilbur theater in boston massachusetts for the uh travis roy foundation and then after that i'm doing september 6th the cosmopolitan hotel in las vegas and i have to tell you people uh, over the summer, I will be uh, putting my act together in local comedy clubs, and I'll try to be giving you the heads up as I do that uh, over the summer here in Los Angeles. Um, all right. Hey, let's read, let's read something that I actually just found in an email that I could actually read. Um, oh, that ain't it. That's notes for season five if we get it. That's how far ahead I am. Notes on season five. For F is for family. This guy from Australia sent me an email. And um, let's see what we got here. Oh, and I somehow fucking deleted. I, it's so fucking annoying, man. There it is. This fucking guy sent me something. He said, G'day, Billy Rednuts. Love your podcast, mate. Uh, you crack me up. I'm also an older gentleman who has a small child close to your daughter's age. So I love to hear how she's developing as my lad is doing the same things. It's great. I hope this is where you get your emails for the podcast. Anywho, probably hasn't made news over your way, but here in Australia, there's been considerable problems with militant vegans invading private farms. <laughs> they're really pissing people off. What has happened to the left, man? These, they're going fucking crazy. I kind of like it. 
you know? Um, so they got militant vegans. Jesus Christ. How much has Australia changed? You know, they used to have a crazy guy wrestling alligators down there. Now, all of a sudden, they got people fucking going nuts about kumquats. Um, <clears throat> anyways, they're really pissing people off. A friend came to me the other day and said, how do you know if someone's a vegan? I said, I don't know. He said, don't worry. They'll fucking tell you. Ha ha. It cracked me up. Keep it up, mate. You should head down to Adelaide, South Australia sometime. Get stuffed, you mug. The fuck does get stuffed me? Can only imagine that some sort of fucking take a dick in your ass. Um, I gotta tell you right now, I'm watching this fucking game, and what the fucking Bruins are doing right now. If these Maple Leafs of Toronto don't wake up, this fucking game, it's it's over with six minutes left in the second period. I said it before, the next goal is gonna win. Although the way hockey is, I'll say the next goal. We go up four to one. I will. I will be feeling good. But if Austin Matthews gets another one here, how fucking great is that guy? They already showed him the beginning of the game. They showed him skating in slow motion, like when they had the Maple Leafs uh, emblem on the ice. And he that that thirty four jersey is already uh, ironic, iconic. I'm looking at that thing like this guy's. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's not too hard to guess, you know. Considering he scored four goals in his first fucking game. Um, Bruins just down the Maple Leafs end. The entire second period. At least the part that I've been looking at. All right, so militant vegans, Nia. Militant vegans are going fucking nuts over there in, in Australia. I guess they're marching onto farms. Here's the thing about militant vegans, all right? You might think they're assholes, but I got to be honest with you. They're right. The way we treat animals... Hey, I'm all for killing them and eating them. But this shit, like, you ever see what they do to chickens and stuff? They they shoot steroids into their fucking chicken breasts, and they can't even walk. They're tipping over. They clip off the front of their beaks. The shit that we do to animals um, is fucking horrible. And I got to be honest with you, this whole fucking thing is we we do it, you know, so human beings don't suffer. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know about that. I think at this point, they're just doing it for money. I think enough animals have suffered. So I actually agree with these militant vegans as far as like how they, they view what we do to animals. But I stopped short of just marching on to somebody's property and scaring the shit out of families and stuff. I, but um, the problem, though, is when you do shit like that is everybody just says you're an asshole. But no one was listening to him before, so what are they supposed to do? I'm calling this right now. Militant vegans are going to invade um, a farm. And their love of animals will make them approach an animal they should not approach, and somebody's going to get hurt on the vegan side. That's, that's my prediction. Nia, what do you say about that? Yeah. That's it? Can you can you just come? I don't have any fucking emails. I don't have any advertising. Can you fucking pick up a microphone and help me out for a couple of minutes? Jesus Christ. You know what's funny about you? The level that you stress when we go to the airport. I'm, I'm just packing. I'm getting myself together. Okay. Trying to be prepared. Okay. Is this going to be the energy or are you going to come in and have a little fun? Yeah. <laughs> a 
left in the middle of my thing, so I was kind of uh, focused on that. But uh, I'm pack. I'm bringing a backpack and a, and a little carry-on. Okay. For this trip, and I'm just letting you know, I'm packing one shirt and one pair of pants for my entire tour, and then I'll have uh, I'll have a fucking is this guy a bookie tracksuit? Mm-hmm. And for my flights, and then I'll just have some walking around town clothes, and then a bunch of underwear and socks. That's how I'm doing. That's how I'm doing it. Okay, that <sighs> works for you. Where are your comedy instincts? You're, you? sp- you're supposed to go against it, like you did was, last night. Where you're like, we're going to be going out to dinner. I was, I was getting there, but you just jumped in before I had a chance to. I was going to say, okay, well, what about? And then I was going to get into it. All right, Andrew, edit all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> all right well just, i don't know don't edit this shit i don't give a fuck what no I was is it really say, is it really gonna, gonna bother you if i wear the same shirt every night yeah like you know i think we're gonna be going out to dinner this and that you're not gonna switch it up at all you know what it is nia what when you're going country to country to country which i will be doing after we have a little few days there in iceland mm-hmm it's like your stuff just becomes a burden. Yeah, no, I get it. So you just want to like, you know, Jim Morrison wore the same fucking brown leather pants his entire tour. Look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, Everybody still dead. loved him. <laughs> yeah, but he's not dead because of his pants. Are you comparing yourself to Jim Morrison? My traveling? Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the way I travel. Wow. If it was good enough for Jim Morrison, it's good enough for me, right? All right, well. I talked to Stephen Adler. And I said, dude, you're going on a one world tour. What do you do? He goes, easy. He goes, one pair of pants, two shirts. Yeah, sounds disgusting. Well, you're gonna, you, somebody's going to give you a shirt while you're out there if you're a rock star, right? <laughs> so you're just trusting, so that's what you're going for? Someone no, look, if you're a regular guy like me, when you... the audience in Copenhagen? No, this is, is how... That's what you're waiting for? No, this is how it works. I mean, they're pretty stylish, so maybe they can help you out. I don't know. First of all, any European gives me a shirt, it's not going to fit. Because they, they wear like child sizes over there. Yeah. Uh, slim. Yeah, there's, there's Slim Whitman over there. No, here's the deal. As far as a rock star, you're going to bang a chick and then they're going to give you stuff. That's how it works when you're a rock star. If you're just a regular guy like me, if you bang somebody, you lose a shirt. That's how it worked when I was a single man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not saying now, Nia. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm going to go to the Shlomo Arena there and try to hook up with somebody. <laughs> I wish I was going to Tel Aviv. I bet you do. Well, I'm going to go there. I'll get the lay of the land. I'll go to the weeping wall. Is that what they call it? I don't, I don't the know. The crying. Weeping wall sounds right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not into any of that stuff, so I'm going to like respectfully stay away from those things. I'm going to go over there and see if they got a McDonald's. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Get myself a quarter pounder with cheese. No, I'm actually really looking forward to it because, uh, you know, historically speaking, Jewish people are some of the funniest people on the planet. You know, if you go through show business, you remember that Adam Sandler song there? Huh? No, All Three song? Stooges? Mm-mm. The Hanukkah song? I know that song. Yeah. What, what do you mean? I'm just saying, oh, he oh, named right. all he these fucking all funny these, people. He was naming all these people who are Jewish. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That were funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this is so hard. <laughs> Nia, what happened to our chemistry? I don't know. <laughs> All right. At the height of you loving me, scale of one to ten, where was it at? What do you mean? At the height of me loving you? Yeah. What what is that supposed to mean? Well, I know you never got to ten. Like dip down. Yeah. No. Where are you at? 
Currently? Okay, I know you still love me, but as for, yeah. as, where's the like, though? The like is what shifts in a marriage. Oh, that's true. Yeah, on one to ten. I mean, it's like a pretty solid, like, seven and a half. No, that's good. I'll take a seven and a half. Yeah, that's good. I've been pretty good about not uh, yelling, right? I'm mm-hmm. a good boy. Can you pat me on the head? <laughs> oh, thank you. Good boy. <laughs> You, on the other hand, leaving the damn door open while we got the fucking heat on. Yeah, you got the door open. You're like, I'm going back out. And it was like... And also, she was walking in and out of it. So I was kind of like letting her do that before I got all our stuff together to go out there. Yeah. Once again, I express something and there's just... Oh, my God. Can you imagine taking that hit from Char? Jesus, he went up high there. That guy just fucking... That helmet almost came off. Yeah. That's a dude from the... uh, He scored the goal for the... uh... Oh, he didn't score the goal. He wasn't the wrong guy. That was the guy from the Kings, though. Muzzin. Um, all right, Nia, this has been, uh, incredible. You know, I know you're distracted. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm distracted because I am trying to like get my, my stuff together here. Is that a green bag, Nia? It's a little green. Yeah. It's a green like this microphone. What is it? What do you call it? A wind I would say that's lime green. It's neon. You're, you're bringing neon green. You're bringing neon the eighties back. Yeah. It's neon green. All right. It's my carry on. So I'm trying to get it together. See what's happening. I downloaded that album. Name was Biz Mark. Hmm? I downloaded that album where they took that sample from. Mm-hmm. It's such a killer album. Uh, the only reason why I know about it is because I'm reading the uh, the Beastie Boys book. Mm-hmm. And Who got you that already, book? Huh? Who got you that book? You did. And you know what's really okay. cool? In the middle, out of nowhere, not in the middle, towards the end, is Chef, Chef Roy Choi. Yeah, he's in there because he's so a Beastie awesome. Boy fan. He got to know them, and he actually gives you some recipes. Really? Wow. Yeah, in the that middle of their friggin' everything. autobiography. How great is that? Yeah, that book really has everything. All right, so here's an album you got to download. Uh, you got to download, uh, the fuck is this guy's name? Eugene McDaniels, Headless Heroes of the Apocalypse. Uh, you got you to check that out. The Supermarket Blues might be my favorite fucking song on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the drums are awesome. I don't even know what that's about. It just sounds funny. Well, he's not kidding around. No, this is a very, uh, I believe, white people would say militant rather than he's a, uh African-American man expressing his displeasure with white people. We say he's militant, which sounds borderline military, which white people do support unless it's a black-only sort of movement, as far as I can tell. Minute 22 to go in the second period, Nia. Your Boston Bruins are up three games to one. Oh, my God, he missed... Jesus Christ, nice defense. Is that defense. Toronto Maple Leafs? That is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, this is an original six playoff well. series is what you're looking at here. That was, well, that's awesome. Well, this has been great. Uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip on the flippity flip. <laughs> okay. Enjoy your packing. You know what sucks about traveling with your wife? Is no matter how light you pack, you still got to go downstairs to that fucking baggage claim. It's the purple one. The purple one with the hanky on it. It's always like piled on top of three others. You fuck up your lumbar. Now the Maple Leafs are racing down the ice. Look at this shit. These are the Maple Leafs you saw in the first 12 minutes of the game. But here come your Boston Bruins. Dumping. Oh, a little dump and chase here. Are we just content to go in up three to one? I hope Butch Cassidy gets on their ass. Why the fuck were you out there trying to get gold number four? You're trying to make me have to put my house on the market? That's what I would say as a head coach in any sport. 
I would always bring up the fact that if they lose, I'm going to have to sell my house and go home and tell my children that we're moving away from their friends. All right? Or you fucking assholes could go out here and score some goddamn goals for me. Neil, what do you think about militant vegans in Australia? <laughs> Sounds pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. They're down there shaking a head of fucking lettuce at people. Yelling about how much protein's in iceberg lettuce versus uh, chicken or something. I have to be honest. Anytime I have eaten just vegetarian, you feel great. You feel light and all of that shit. But there's definitely, man, you eat a fucking steak and cheese, you need a nap. Speaking of which, Nia, I said, speaking of which, steak and cheese. I know, Nia's been fucking killing it at the gym and on her diet. It's amazing. And you know what she told me really warmed my heart? She told me, you know why I'm losing this weight? I said, why? She said, I'm doing it for you. Because what you think about me is my entire self-esteem. And I was just like, that is the most beautiful thing. I'm just trying to get it back on the podcast. That's the most beautiful thing anybody has ever said to me. And then she told me, you know what? I really think these feminists are out of line. One of the worst things that ever happened to women was we left the kitchen. It's just unbelievable. Listen, you already threw me under the bus on Conan. You already threw me under the bus at Conan. All right? But what? So I'm not going to take any more fucking slander out of you. Thank you very much. Time out. Slander is a big word. Slander is a big word. You slandered my name. How? Because you went on Conan and threw me under the bus. How, no, slander is if I go and I say something that isn't true. Stop acting like you know things. You don't know anything. You're I know what slander everything. is. You're, you guess at everything, and you threw me under the bus, and I'm sick of it. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what? Did I throw you under the bus, or yes. was it slander? It's both. Slander it was not. bus throwing. <laughs> it was not. You said white people of the Middle Ages. I'm not, I'm not into it. First of all, it was made in jest, okay? Right. Second of all, you know... Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't meant for the public to hear. Nia, can I tell you something? Most people thought it was funny. Well, I got dragged. What'd you get? 18? You got 18 fucking Instagram messages? No, I got got people, you know, making up fake burner accounts trying to troll me and all that kind of stuff. Do you realize how stupid that is? Guess what, assholes? I'm still not going to watch Game of Thrones. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I don't care about white people in the Middle Ages or white people with fake accounts. You and your incest dragons and all that shit that you like, y'all can keep that. And listen, there's plenty of black people who, who like Game of Thrones, so why don't you go hang out with them? But this black person will be over here hey, yeah, what can, on what, a different lane. What, what okay? can they, what so can they do with Game of Thrones? You can send that shit straight to Blockbuster because I ain't watching it. Uh, have we brought that to the podcast yet? That's our new. That's our new saying. Bill came up with it. Oh uh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. watching some trailer to something, oh some God. movie, and I didn't like so it. So funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can take that shit straight to Blockbuster because I ain't watching it. And then now, die. Now what that's become is if somebody's just suggesting, hey, we should go to brunch. There's a new place down the street. What do you think about that? Hey, you can take that shit straight to Blockbuster. <laughs> I ain't watching it. I ain't doing it. That's it. All right, let me get back to what I'm doing here. Okay. Hey, Nia, just for the record, 
you know, just so I can throw myself under the bus and be there too. Um, I don't care about black people in, a, in superhero movies. As in you don't want to watch them? Uh, I'm going to be more honest. Or white people in superhero <laughs> movies. <laughs> I don't like superhero movies. You don't like superhero movies. I get it. Okay, you're a nerd, but you're really a superhero. And for some reason, some people don't realize how fucking shredded you are underneath your <laughs> dumb sweater and your glasses. <laughs> That's not... All right? It's so fucking stupid. You don't like, like X-Men and all that other kind of stuff? No. I don't mind the comic books when I was a kid. But this whole fucking thing, like, I don't like how nerds go there and they look at these people and just peak human slash uh, whatever else they are, fucking alien mm-hmm. uh, condition. <laughs> okay. And they actually have the balls to sit there and say that they can relate. You clearly haven't watched any because you don't understand the whole, like, how the story goes for those people. What do you mean I haven't watched any? It's like they're all, like, allegories for stuff going on in, like, actual life and, like, you know, human conditions Nia. and that type of Nia. thing. It's not just, like, Nia. It's not that boom. deep. It's not that deep. It I see it when actually. I watch it. No, when I watch I'm saying... I, I didn't need you to explain that to me. Well... I know I when mean, I go you, see a you, Pixar movie, I know Ice Age is about global warming. Okay. But you, I mean, I'm just Jesus saying, though, no, you're acting like you don't know because you're, you're very, uh, you're like very dismissive of the people who like, uh, the, the superhero stuff. Yeah. Don't you Give understand that my business formula is attacking popular shit? Oh, right. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, you don't think it's working? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I gotta, I've shit I on gotta, Star Wars since which, day one which and they the keep making new ones and they're doing better and better. Not since day one. I liked it when I was a kid. Um, all right. Well, I guess she's gone again. See that? Look, see how that just worked there? All right. Let's get back to slandering my wife. What are your hobbies? Flying helicopters, playing drums, slandering my wife. <laughs> Here's something else Nia said. And she said it specifically about white people in North Carolina. Oh, my God. She was like, out of all the dumb southerners that are out there white people in north carolina she never said that um sorry i'm typing in my password here all right it's three to one and there's one period left okay and i don't think there's anybody relaxed right now on either side of this fucking red line all right i'll tell you when you got someone in the caliber austin matthews and whatever Tavares' first name is and I'll tell you, Anderson is no slouch. Don't let this score uh, take away from how this kid's been playing for these first five games of this series. I'll tell you right now. The Bruins, I mean, I know they're happy to be up two, two goals here, but they still got their work cut out for them. By the way, I didn't see it. Did anybody see the fucking rough and rowdy in West Virginia? How about a fucking round of applause for West Virginia? Everybody's always shitting on them, okay? But no one ever talks about how fucking entertaining they are. You're never going to see a group of people. I mean, the level that they threw them, just the highlights from those fights. Did you see that fucking guy? He was getting fucking lit up by the other dude. He just ducked down like Marshawn back in the day when he would tip somebody over. He fucking went down, picked this guy up, and just body slammed him. It became like an MMA event. Um... And I have a, uh, I actually, I retweeted the, the, uh, the clip from, uh, Dan Katz sent it over, uh, or tweeted it out. How are the fuck you supposed to say it? 
Rough and rowdy. I'll tell you right now, that rough and rowdy, the more rough and rowdy the city they go to, the more rough and rowdy it becomes. Um, I miss going to those fucking events. I want to fucking, the next one that comes out, if I'm not fucking, I'm always working. I got to stay home one night with a bunch of other comics that were just off that night, and I want to watch that fight. Or maybe I'll just tape it. Why don't I do that? I don't know, Bill. There's a lot of technology out there. Jesus Christ, do I need some fucking reads at this point. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. I thought I had a new advertiser. I thought there was a new website called My Foreskin. It's actually an email. It says, my wife is disgusted by my foreskin. That is the dumbest shit ever. It's like, well, you fucking had it when you met her. It's not like you grew one. Jesus Christ, were you coming down the aisle? And she's just like, why am I marrying this guy with an ugly dick? Isn't that ridiculous how they fucking, they just mutilate you the second you come out? And women find a, a unmutilated man disgusting. Can you imagine that? Hey, Nia, you know what? I find your clit disgusting. Sorry, I'm just trying to get her back in here. Um, all right, let's do some reads here. Oh, look who's here, everybody. Old Zip. Hiring used to be had multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. Why do I have to take off my shirt? But, <laughs> but today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to get you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. ZipRecruiter sends your job sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of e- emails, thousands, sorry, thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job, to your job. As applications come in, Zip analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you can, so you never match, so you never miss a great match. Help me out here now. And right now, my listeners can get old Zip. For free at this exclusive website, ziprecruiter.com slash burr. That's ziprecruiter.com slash burr. Spell it out. Z-I-P. R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash burr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Simply safe. Ten years ago, getting home security stunk. It was silly. It was a soliloquy. Uh, it felt like companies went out of their way to make your life miserable. With long contracts, you never knew what you'd get, you'd pay, and they made you rewire your whole, whole home. This was normal. Then Simply Safe comes along and totally transforms home security. They did everything right, they built a better system, and they treat you right. Simply Safe stands up to the unexpected from burglars to blizzards to blackouts. Blizzards? What does a safe do when there's a blizzard out? Does it keep your jewelry warmer? Must have an internal heater. Blackouts, Nia. Um, anyway, are those little swim goggles for you know who? Did I mention what a good swimmer my daughter is already? She doesn't even use floaties anymore. She's just on that little, that long little worm float tube thing, whatever they got. The noodle. The noodle. Crushing it. 
Uh, Simply Safe has 24-7 professional monitoring and police dispatch. Everything to keep your home safe. It's a PC mag reader's choice and a wire cutter top pick. And it won CNET editor's choice twice. And Simply Safe makes your life easy. There's no contract, no hidden fees, and no rewiring your home. You already said that. Three million people are protected by Simply Safe already, and not one of them is locked into a contract. Check out Simply Safe for yourself. Visit simplysafeburr.com. That's S I M P L I Safe Burr.com. And you'll get free shipping and free returns plus a 60 day money back trial. Uh, what else do we got? Is this the last one? For the love of fucking Christ. Stamps.com, always the headliner. First there, last to leave. Here we go. Stamps.com, no one really has time to go to the post office. You're busy. Who's got time for all that traffic? Parking, lugging all your mail and packages? It's a real hassle, man. That's why you need Stamps.com. One of the most popular time-saving tools... Tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Simply Safe uses your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you send your mail. Uh, once your mail is ready, you just hand it to your mail carrier carrier drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saves you money, time and money. So oh, sorry is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr. All right. How much are we up to? We're up to 42 minutes here, Nia. We're in the break. Between the second and third period, the Bruins are up three games to one. And I think I owe it to my listeners to podcast right through the end of this game. If they give a fuck, right? By the way, congratulations to the second batch of stand-up comics that went up on our premium blend style show for Comedy Central. Uh, my good buddy Josh Adam Myers closed out the second one and absolutely murdered um, so many people. Had fucking monstrous sets during this, uh, during the taping, and they made all things comedy look really good. And uh, Comedy Central was psyched, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it some more. And I loved the whole process, getting to meet all these young comics up and coming, getting to know who's the funny people and whatnot. And uh, I don't know, it was, it was. I think, it, I think we got a home run there. So, anyways. Let's get to some of the emails here for the week, and then we'll watch the Bruins game together, shall we? Although I imagine a bunch of people in Toronto will be fucking turning this off if it stays the same. Or if they have a miraculous comeback. Here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to do it until fucking the end of regulation. I'm not going to fucking... I'm not going to keep going. You know, one of these fucking triple overtime games. Um, All right. Okay, emails. Kate Smith. Dear Billy Boo Boo Bird, check out this video about the God Bless America controversy. Classic case of generations not understanding each other. Love you and love the podcast. All right, let's check this out. God Bless America. Hey, why is it, you know, every time... um, Yankees and Philadelphia Flyers. The New York Daily News 
reported yesterday that the Yankees quit playing Smith's rendition of God Bless America during their seventh inning stretch after the club was made aware of Smith's potential racism. This morning, newspapers in Philadelphia reported the Flyers are cutting ties with Smith, too. No. Offering a statue honoring her with a blanket. Smith, a popular singer in the 1940s. Do you know what's hilarious? I got to time out. That thing that they covered, the thing that they just covered Kate Smith's statue up with made her look like she was the next level. She looks, it looks like she's wearing a clan hood, except it's all black. Like this, you know, the grand wizard of clan guys, you know, I think he has a couple extra patches. It's kind of like the Cub Scouts, except with a lot more hatred. Um, are you kidding me? Ties with Smith too, covering a statue honoring her with a blanket. What is the evidence? Popular singer in the 1940s has been dead since 1986. She rose to fame in 1938 when Jewish composer Irving Berlin rewrote God Bless America specifically for Smith and as a peacetime protest of Adolf Hitler. Because of Smith's rendition, God Bless America became this country's second national anthem wait a fucking minute what is this shit this new evidence kate smith racist evidence i mean what did she send a text message somebody just found okay wait a second wasn't everybody racist back then? Because even if you were liberal, what you thought was nowhere near where the fuck we are now. This is so dumb. This is really bad, man. You can't fucking go back. When somebody's not alive to defend themselves. All right. How come nobody back then said she was racist? Is that because everyone was racist back then? And if they were, wasn't she just a victim of her time? With the information that was available? I mean, there was time people walked around, they thought slavery, yeah, that makes sense to me. Because that's what people did. It, it's, you know, there's a lot of shit we're doing right now. Do you think you're going to fucking get to 80 and look back on shit you did in your 20s? And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe we used to do shit or, or said that or ate that or thought this. All right. Who says one fan can't make a difference? It was one fan who contacted the Yankees about Kate Smith's racist singing background that caused them to remove the God Bless America from the seventh inning stretch, which caused Stefan Bondi of the New York Daily News to write about it, which also caused the Philadelphia Flyers to not only remove her song, but cover up the statue outside the Xfinity Live as well. I spoke with Bondi before his Inside Edition appearance. He said, I obviously didn't expect the reaction that it got. Well, what did you think was going to happen? says Bondi, but I think it's a sign of the times and a good sign that the Flyers also reacted the way they did. Meanwhile, the Redskins are still called the Redskins. None of this shit makes sense. So is Kate Smith really a racist or struggling artist trying to get work? Nobody knows, and I think that's still part of the investigation, Bondi said. Well, then what the fuck? How are you going to investigate that after she's dead and everybody else who was part of the class was dead? How are you going to investigate this? You just slandered somebody's fucking name. Speaking of slander. 
There's not been much as to who Kate Smith is as a person. There hasn't been any stories to suggest that she did anything racially insensitive in her private life. But there are these songs, Bondi said. She was born in the South, raised during the time of Jim Crow laws. Yeah, this isn't her fault. It was a racist time. They were di- these were different times, and some of the things she said would have been racist back then. You still get to pick... What? Wait a second. And some of the things she said would have been racist back then. You still get to pick some of the songs you sing. This is these fucking people. Who is this Brody person? And let me can we investigate your life to this level? You never said anything, you didn't do anything, you didn't laugh at somebody? Can we destroy your fucking life now? Put a fucking sack over your head? What about the fact that these songs were recorded so long ago when the times were so different? Obviously says, I like how they're talking to this Bondi person like this person's some sort of expert. I'm sure it was interpreted differently in 1939, but it's not 1939. Yeah, but it was when she did it. This shit back then, dude, that's like when they come up with a new law. You can't prosecute somebody for doing something yesterday that today is now illegal. But it's not 1939, and that song is being played to all sorts of people of race and color and creed at Yankee Stadium in 2019. Yet, God bless America, not the racist song. I don't get this. I don't get this at all. I don't get, I don't get, and listen, then they try to get the Flyers in trouble. You can also add the Flyers to that list as people not playing the song. But one has to wonder, what would they have done if it, if it were game seven of the Stanley Cup finals and they played the song before the last three wins? This is all this is. This whole fucking era is just trying to get people in trouble. I think when you do something like that to somebody, they should immediately, they should immediately investigate your life. If you're going to take somebody down, we're now going to investigate your life to see if we need to take you down too. And you know what? Watch everybody shut the fuck up because we're all guilty of something. Myself included. Give me a fucking break. We've all done shit. We've all said shit. We, I mean, part of life is growing as a person. I bet if you asked her at the end of her life, what do you think about those songs? I bet she would have a different opinion than when the fuck she sung them. It didn't even say how old she was when she sang the song. It's so fucking stupid. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. And it's this fucking thing that white people who live now do, and they try to act like they're trying to be brave and sensitive. And what they're really doing is they're using somebody else to fucking show how awesome they are or something. It's, I, I think it's all self-serving. I don't know. And I'm also assuming this person's white, which I probably shouldn't, but I don't know. I just know all of my black friends, when I brought up that controversy about John Wayne, they all just laughed. Like, who gives a fuck about a dead white guy? We're dealing with the white people that are still alive. All right, Ukraine president. Uh, dear Bill Presidente. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Tavares, point blank, 1558. Sold up by Tukarask. Dear Bill Presidente, uh, there is hope for the world. Oh, thank God. Hey, guys, how about some more positive shit, too, by the way? A a comedic personality from the Ukraine just beat the incumbent in a landslide to become president. What? Is that a good thing? 
don't think I want a fucking clown running my country. Um, when are you running and what's your slogan going to be? Uh, what will you do about the Middle East? Who will be your vice? All right, I'll answer these questions. Uh, this is what I do about the Middle East. Fuck! Toronto just scored. Uh-oh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a fucking game here. Was that Austin Matthews again? He's fucking awesome. Oh, my God. They keep getting us with that fucking... Let me watch this replay. Oh, my. Oh, he came. He, oh, Tuca went from right to left, and then he shot it over his right shoulder like the fucking sniper that he is. Top shelf. And look at the look on his face. Look at him. Jesus Christ. All right, Bruins. Oh, fuck me. Fuck me. I was relaxed, and now I am not. Toronto wins the faceoff in the Bruins zone. All right, just relax. Don't be a bunch of puck-chasing jackasses and just fuck. Oh, fuck. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, they got the puck. Oh, Jesus. They go D to D. All right, I can't watch this shit. There you go. Take the fucking body. Something. Anyways, um, I didn't remember what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, how I would solve the Middle East. All right, first of all, I would convert this country to solar power. I would enact that guy from Tesla's plans for that solar shit on the roads, and then his, 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 I would just convert all of this to solar, all right? And uh, I would give, you know, all of the money to the oil companies and just say, listen, you're going to be out of this fucking business, and we're going to help you go over to this other business, all right? So you're still getting all the money from the energy, you cunts. And then what's going to happen is there's going to be no fucking money in the Middle East, and then they won't have any money to finance the terrorism. And then we're going to get the fuck out of there and leave them alone. Okay? That's what we're going to do. And then they can fucking live their lives, and we're going to live our, our lives. And then, uh, I don't know if I would have the power to do this, but I would go and I would evict all the Jews out of Israel and all the Palestinians out of Palestine. Fuck, where would I put them? I got to give them beachfront property because that seems to be really important to those people. <laughs> I give them all timeshares in Florida, Boca Raton. We get Acapulco going again. You know? Nah, there's no there's no solving the Middle East, but I would get us the fuck out of that hornet's nest is what I would do. And I would leave those people alone because it's their countries and they should be able to figure out what the fuck goes on in their countries. And I'd convert us to solar power. That's what I would do. My vice president would be somebody way smarter than me. And I would have him sound out all the big words in my speeches before I went on TV so you guys all thought I was smart and you kept the faith. All right? Then I would go to Blackwater and I would uh, I would carve out a deal with them <clears throat> where we would take the banking system back. All right. And uh, we just whack a couple of top bankers. I didn't think we'd have to do that. We would just walk in and take them over. Take over the banks. You're too big to fail. Is that what you think? There's the old right there, Fred. And they would all go to fucking jail. 
Okay. And then the next one I would go to, this is like in a perfect world. Like every, like all the politicians who get paid by all these fucking crooked cunts would somehow come along with me. Then I would go to the food fucking industry and I would get all of those cunts the fuck out of there. I'd find, I'd go through their files and find out what's really in our food. And simultaneously you'd go to the pharmaceutical, uh, fucking industry and find out why the fuck, uh, what, what they knew about fentanyl and all of this because I've had a bunch of people that I know affected by it. I've had friends die. I've had uh, friends have children die. It's just been fucking awful. That's what I would do. And then um, I would, uh, and then the last thing I would do is I would try to have some sort of uh, recycling program that works. And um, I don't know. That's what the fuck I would do. And my vice president, who would it be? Who would it be? Um, oh, I'd get, I'd get Al Franken. I'd have him as a vice president. <laughs> we go all comedians in office. Um, I don't know. I try to just get people that actually give a shit about people rather than power and money like all of these other fucking assholes, like the Bushes, the Obamas, the Trumps, the Clintons. They're just all bad people. Like, I, I feel like the last human being that was in office was Jimmy Carter. And, you know, I mean, look at the guy. What has he done since he's retired other than build 4,000 houses for the fucking homeless? All these other fucking assholes, what do they do? They go on the, the, the speech tour. And they go out and they give speeches to the biggest fucking anti-American goddamn corporate crooks. But don't even get me started on this shit. Don't even get me fucking started. Where everybody loves fucking Obama and his first two speeches were two of the biggest fucking predatory banks from fucking 2008. I mean, it's like they don't even try to hide, but he's got a blue tie, so I like him. It's like these fucking morons that's, that can't even admit that Trump is a fucking dope. I get it, you're Republican. I get it, you're conservative. I get it, you want a wall. I get all of that. If that's what the fuck you want, and I respect it. But to fucking take it to the point where you can't say that this guy's a bit of a fucking, you know, I understand wind. Uh, I know all about the wind. I mean, the fact that you're comfortable with that being your leader, I mean, I, I don't know what to fucking say to you. Yeah, that is as annoying as people who prop up you know, the Obamas like these were these great fucking people rather than they were your typical politicians that had their faces in the fucking pig trough, just like all of them, just like all of them. Um, no, he wears a different color tie. He wears the color tie that I like. All right, let's get on. Let's not talk politics here. It just makes me annoyed. And then I start acting like I can solve all the problems and that I know things that I really don't. So why, why don't we avoid that? Although that could be part of the entertainment, though, right? Um, all right. What's the next thing here? Jesus Christ, this is a long email. Where the fuck is this here? Wife's a douchebag. Jesus Christ, noisy sex. Ukraine president. Okay. Um, noisy neighbors having sex. Dear Bill, you are one of my favorite... Con oh, thank you. My problem is I can hear my neighbors having loud, obnoxious sex. Well, it's the only way it's obnoxious is if they're doing it to annoy you. They might be lost in the throes of passion. When was the last time we won a fucking face-off in this fucking game? Um, anyways. Uh, 
loud, obnoxious sex at various times of the day. I left a note to them addressing the problem. They left a condescending response back with their phone number in it. Why on earth would I want to discuss their sex life with them? Oh, I would have called them back in a second. As you can see, I'm in quite the pickle here. That is my next move. Uh, and what should I do? Sincerely, your biggest fan from New Paltz, New York. Oh, dude, this is easy. Go get yourself a sound system. All right, you got to do a little research. Get a get a sound system. Point the speakers at the walls of your neighbor's house. All right, and then what you do? I don't know if you can do a Google search. Find the most obnoxious sex sounds from a porno. You watch? You ever watch a porno? And somebody's like fucking over the top going like, oh, ah, like, you know, and it literally takes you out of it. I would record that on a loop. And every time they have sex, you know, I would play that. Or you just make a tape of saying your mom's vagina, your mom's vagina, your mom's vagina is wet right now. <laughs> Just anything that will make that guy lose his fucking heart on. Have fun with it. And then just say that you're listening to a new song by Yoko Ono and the Plastic Ono Band. And, you know, I think you'll get away with it. You got to have fun with it. Uh, record it. You know, have somebody animate it and all of that shit with you and your fucking... Yeah, send us send us audio of it. We I have animators. I'll pay for it. And we'll fucking we'll fucking make a little cartoon about it, and then do that other shit. Just fucking annoy him back. Fuck him. Um. And you also have their uh, oh, and you could like put their phone up. No, don't don't put their phone number out there. That that'd be a mean thing. Uh, that'd be too mean. Taking it too far. Uh, all right, wife's douchebag boss. Oh, God, your wife has a douchebag boss, so guess what you have to hear about every night at dinner? What's up, Bill? Billy Ball Sniffer? Hoping for advice. Why is Scott a douchebag boss? Just a little background. Oh, this is going to be one of these no punctuations, no capital letters, no nothing. Just a little background. My wife is 45. I'm 38. Wife's douchebag boss, 28. This jackass thanks this jackass thinks it's okay knowing she married. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. What the f This isn't even a fucking, this isn't even a sentence. This jackass thinks it's okay knowing she's married. Juju hit on her on a regular basis. Little more backstory. Last year at her Christmas party, we were all drinking, and he decided it was okay to start hitting on her in front of me. She has a great job for a retail company in a, in, a, in a mall, makes 70K a year, so I didn't want to screw it up. But beating the ever-living crap out of him, by, by beating the ever-living crap out of him, I decided to let it slide. The next day he apologized and, let it, and I let it go, figuring he was just drunk. Well, ever since, he likes to throw little comments about how she smells nice, is dressed great. The little prick even likes to walk up behind her and brush up against her act. Well, what the fuck? She can't just go to human resources at this point? You don't even need evidence to get her. You got, like, fucking evidence of this shit. Just do that. He says, cool, I know my wife is not the cheating type, or she wouldn't be telling me all this. 
Yesterday she came home semi-upset and told me while she was in the food court eating lunch, he came up behind her and told her he thinks she would be great in bed. So here's my question before I drag this little shit stain down to the food court and pull, and pull a good fellas and stick his fucking head in the pizza oven. What should I do so I don't end up going to jail? This advice would be great. Maybe something from Nia. It's Nia with an N, not Mia with an M. Um, no, you can't do that because then you're going to go to jail and he won't. I don't understand why she doesn't complain to somebody. I mean, at this point, all she would have to do is go on Twitter, say who the fuck he was, and his career would be over. I, I think she can just threaten to do that. Be like, if you fucking say one more goddamn thing to me, sexually or otherwise, I will go online and I will end your fucking career faster than you could say Harvey Weinstein. All right? Um, I actually think she should just go to Human Resources. I don't know why she doesn't. Uh, but you should not go and beat the shit out of this guy because you're going to get caught and you're going to go to jail. Um, and then that guy's going to continue. Br- and then, then you, th- you think he's brushing up against your wife ass then. Forget about when, what about when you're locked up. Uh, don't do that. I think you should, you should go to the proper channels here. All right, advice. My wife is disgusted by my foreskin. Oh, brother. Ten minutes to go. Ten minutes to go. Please tell me we're not playing not to lose. I mean, not to, uh, yeah, to not lose. However that expression goes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know they're going to tie it up. You know they're going to tie it up. Jesus Christ, get it out of there. Oh, my God. What are we doing? What are we doing? All right. Hey, Billing, Billingham Firecrutch. Love the podcast and the advice you give. First off, I'm personally fine with my old twig and berries and haven't thought the foreskin to be an issue. But recently, my wife of two years has confessed that it makes her gag. I noticed her reluctance to the one-eyed snake from the first time we were together. My first thought was she didn't like them face to face or maybe she was the size was the size of my staff that she didn't like it's not very long but i am girthy and that's fine with me i like to make the joke i may not be able to touch the bottom of the tuna can but i can touch all the sides um long story short She's asked slash demanded that I get surgery to remove the excess. I don't know how to take that. Isn't love beyond the physical? Thank you very much, Bill. Um, I'll tell you this right now. There's no fucking way you could ever tell your wife to do something like that. Um, I don't know what to tell you, dude. You need to talk to a professional about this one. I can tell you this. If someone was going to make me remove something from my dick, uh, there would have to be in writing a guaranteed number of blowjobs per month. Here's the thing, dude. What if you do that and then she still doesn't like your dick? You know, there's been women that married guys and then they get divorced and then all of a sudden they have a girlfriend. You find out they're gay. Anything can fucking happen before you start cutting shit off your dick. Fuck that. That's your dick. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And I think it's really fucked up that, you know, that she married you. If she was, look... If she fucking went on a date with you and the first time you took out your little fucking uh, stumpy thick thing there, I, 
she should have been honest with you instead of fucking grossed me out. And you guys could have left it at that. Now she's two years into this shit. This is, this is all her fault for not fucking communicating to you that she thinks your dick is gross. And I'm going to tell you right now, dude, do not fucking do that on any level. Fuck you. This is my dick. This is the dick I showed up with, and this is the dick I'm leaving with. Okay? And if she walks, she fucking walks, dude. Fuck that. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. I got a bad... I, Remember Platoon? I got a bad feeling about this one, man. I got a bad feeling about this. Could you say to her, you know, uh, you know, you fucking, I don't, your tits gross me out? I don't know. I don't know, man. I wouldn't do it. Don't fucking do it. That's, that's my advice. Do not do it. Keep your dick all original. Matching numbers. Barn fine. Uh, Bruins almost scored on that fucking breakaway. God damn it. Didn't almost score. Had a breakaway, but did not score. All right. Advice. Friend is, is in prison. Hey, Billy Bouillon. I have a huge problem and need some, need your advice. A friend of mine whom I've known since the late nineties recently went to prison. He was a great guy, funny guy, and we have the same sense of humor. We've stayed in touch for almost two decades sharing life's adventures, family stories, joys, and sorrows. So I was met with sadness when he emailed me a few months ago to explain that he was experiencing serious legal trouble and had a potential decade in prison. Well, what did he do? Tax evasion? Embezzlement? He said he wasn't able to explain the details of the case. Oh, touch somebody? I emailed him back a week later to hope things worked out, whatever it was. I said I didn't need to know the details believe because I believed he was a good character. Eventually, his wife responded and said, he's in prison. She offered to put me in contact with him. All right, well, then he didn't touch somebody. If she's still fucking there, that's my guess. 8.36 to go. Um, all right, so until uh, today, I kept in contact through the prison email service and he's been friendly and upbeat. I didn't ask about his situation because I thought that whatever he did can't be that bad and he won't want to talk about it. Dude, he was going to jail for 10 years. He fucking did something. Guys don't talk about emotional stuff after all. I told him to stay positive and just get through it the best he can. I wanted to show him pictures of my new car, but the prison email can't do attachment. So I asked my partner about posting some photos. She Googled his prison and saw it's a federal prison. She asked me what he's in for. I honestly said I don't know, and she started snooping. Oh, boy. Then we found a news story from town. He pled guilty to having thousands of kiddie porn pictures. There it is on his computer. It's 100% him, no doubt. Not a case of mistaken identity. I feel so dumb for not Googling his name months ago. So, Bill, my question is, what do I do? The easy answer is to ignore him and cut him out of my life. That was my first thought, but I'm also human, and he's alone sitting in a prison cell realizing his mistake. Is it possible to someone still be a friend to this guy? Can pedophiles change? As far as I've seen, no. Not even remotely. Could you somehow change what you're attracted to? You're attracted to what you're attracted to. I don't want to lose my friend because I don't have many, but he did unforgivable things. I feel let down, but he supported me as a friend for 20 years. What do I do? 
Well, I think he just answered it. You, you're a good friend, and he's a good friend, but uh, you just said what he did was unforgivable. So if it's unforgivable, you can't forgive him. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm sorry you're going through it. It's a pretty heavy fucking email. As a father, it's easy to just cut him out of your life. Dude, you're a father. You have kids. Yeah, you got to get rid of this guy. You had to get rid of him anyways. But imagine if you can, if one of your good friends did this. I can't forgive him, but this moral ethical decision is killing me. Thank you very much for your time and go fuck yourself. The last email is long and takes a turn. Wasn't sure if you wanted to read it or not, but I threw it in there. That's hilarious. He sent that after he's after the email text. Um, yeah. Um, oh, if you think you owe it to him as a friend to explain why, um, I would do that. But yeah, it's it's a wrap, and then I would just you feel bad about it i would just talk to my wife about it or if you feel you need to go talk to somebody about it i would do that um but dude you got kids i mean you know those people they're sick there's something wrong with them and they haven't been able to figure out how to fix them you got to protect yourself and your family so sometimes you know you got to choose yourself and i think this is an easy one you said it yourself what he did was unforgivable all right that is the podcast all right you guys have a great couple of days here, and I'll check in on you on Thursday. Um, those of you who want to listen to the final five minutes and nine, eight, seven seconds of this fucking game, uh, you can listen to the rest of this fucking podcast. All right. Now we're in, now we're in overtime for the podcast. Get it out of the fucking zone! My daughter's sleeping. Just screamed, and I yelled the F word. Oh, Toronto is on the edge of their fucking seats here. I love how they keep fucking chanting Tuka's name like he, that's going to rattle him. He's been playing great. They scored on a deflection. You know? <laughs> Can't blame a goalie for a deflection. Um, and the second one was a nice goal. I could live with both of those, especially if they don't score another one. Bruins, bringing the puck into the zone, going down, half wall. Ridden off by some cunt from Toronto. Why didn't you fucking... Ah, Jesus, now they got to clear the zone. Oh, my God. It was right there. You know what happens when you miss one of those. The other team fucking scores. Jesus Christ. Tavares, is Matthews out there too? They're on a different line, thank Christ. You know at the end of the game, they're both going to be out there. The fucking goalie pulled. Why do I do this? Why do, why, why do I give a shit? You know? Look at this asshole standing up. Get the fuck out of the way. Oh, look at that sweet rebound. Just sitting there, waiting to be picked up. Let me turn this up so you can at least hear it. Three oh nine to go. Three oh eight to go. Come on, Nia. You know you want a game seven, right? Tell me you want a game seven. That's right. Two one one. Oh. Action up and down the ice. 
Here come the Bruins. Here come the Bruins. Here comes one Bruin anyway. For a stoppage of play. 2.38 to go. <laughs> he just goes, it's wonderful, isn't it? Not if your heart's in the fucking game. It's wonderful if you don't give a shit. If I'm a Calgary Flame fan and I'm watching this, I'm fucking probably having a good time because my team's already out of it. Oh, boy. You know what I didn't take into consideration here is commercials. You guys watching the Lexus going around the racetrack? Lexus is a great car for the money, huh? I'd like to think so. Was that shot in, Arizona, uh, in Australia? They're going to be some militant vegans running out in front of them. Because the fucking... I'm so glad they moved on to this guy. This progressive commercial. Is this progressive? What is this? The guy with the parrot? I couldn't stand that one with that Asian chick going, Woo, I want my money! Like, what the fuck was that? If a white person did that, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> Ooh, child. All right. Now I hit pause. Then they got a black guy dancing with food at TGI Fridays. I mean, what, what, what is going on? It's like progressive, and then it goes back. All right. Okay, real estate. Everybody's doing commercials now. There's more celebrities in commercials than there are in superhero movies, you know? All right, back to the game. Charlie McAvoy getting a skate on that. How the fuck did Matthews miss that? It's probably in the air. I know it wasn't his fault. Pasternak, you're a fucking goal scorer. He's fucking imitating crazy there. Anderson, big time saves. You know what else he has? He has big time rebounds. And I got to think, your Bruins are going to be there to pick one up. Come on. Come on, Bruins. 236, 235. There you go. Keep it near end. Cycle it around, dude. Half wall. Come on. Come on, you fuckers. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Get it out of there. The fuck are we doing? Two minutes to go. Dude, if fucking Toronto scores in the final two minutes, I'm shutting this fucking thing off. Score! Ah, game seven, everybody. Oh, my God. Listen to how fucking quiet it is in there. Why the fuck did they pull the goalie? You're only down by one goal. I don't, I don't fucking get that. With a minute to go, maybe. Fucking Marshawn, man. He's the best. He's the best, Dick. He's just fucking money. He's just money. 
Oh, all the Bruins to score for Toronto fans to get pissed off at. All right. Out of respect for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'll watch the rest of this. Maple Leaf fans staying there. Look at this. Very impressive. What a fan base. Like those Montreal Canadian fans. They would all fucking take it off. Uh-oh, is that a tripping call? What? Just wide. Minute 22 to go. The always dangerous. Austin Matthews. All right, out of the zone. I can never skate like that. These fucking guys. Defensemen are amazing. That fucking asshole sat down, didn't he? Down by two goals. Probably left. Get it out of there. Get it out of there, please. Ah, fuck. Not this guy. Not this guy. You know, somebody's got this fucking game. They're gambling. They're going to fucking pull the goalie like this. Don't they care about gamblers? Oh, look at that. Just swallowed it up. No rebound. Unlike Anderson. Oh, we got a game seven. We got a game seven. Look at that fucking pass. Unbelievable. Tuka Rask is always there. Yeah, Chan is named now, Toronto fans. Chan is fucking named now. Not by any means saying we're going to win this series. I'm just saying. I'm just glad it's going to go seven here. Huge. Look at Babcock. What a great coach. Callow. What exactly are you saying? There's 31 fucking seconds left, you know? All right, if you can score on a face-off in the zone and then somehow after the face-off, uh, you can score at the red line. Can we do that? Then maybe score again and we can get out of here and not go into overtime? Oh, Jesus. All right, here come your Boston Bruins back out to center ice. How many times can they beat Toronto in a fucking playoff series? When will Toronto get the fucking first round monkey off their back? I'm not going to lie to you. I thought they had us. I thought they had us. Especially the first 10 minutes of this game. And that's why I'm not a professional athlete. Because I am a quitter. And your Boston Bruins do not quit. Fuck. Why is Austin Matthews always on the side of the... Side of the fucking net, and Tuca's on the other side. Just, just sitting there with the stick on the ice. 16.7 seconds to go, Nia. There's going to be a game seven. All right, you don't have to listen to the final 16.7 seconds. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to the bonus time here on the podcast. Congratulations to the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Great playoff series. Who knows who's going to win, but uh, game seven is on Tuesday, 14 seconds, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, fucking icing again. Jesus fucking Christ. 5.4, now I got to stick it out, right? Said I was going to stick it out. 
You know, you know me, right? When I say I'm going to stick it out, I stick it out, right? Didn't that used to be my bathrobe? It used to be, it used to be my bathrobe. And then she took it. Look at this guy. Fucking referee bet the over as far as time goes. How long this game would take. Kicking people out of a face-off. Fucking 5.4 seconds left, 4-2 game. There you go. That's the ball game. Fucking huge, huge victory. Congratulations to your Boston Bruins. All right, I'll check in on you on Thursday.